Hi, this is Jerry Howard, and welcome to this unique version of Housing Developments. With the spread of coronavirus going nationwide and the president calling for us all to quarantine at home, we have some developments that we know our members are interested in. Everyone has questions about the economy. Everyone has questions about what's going on in Capitol Hill and at the administration. And everyone wants to know what NEHB is doing for you, the Builder members. First, let me assure you that NEHB is open and doing business. While none of us are in the office and we're scattered as far away as West Virginia, the technology that we have in place, thanks to Deb Malone and her outstanding team, has put us in a position uh, to be able to carry on business as usual. And let me say this. If for any reason you find that your interaction with NAHB is not up to our usual standards, then please contact me directly at jhoward at nahb.org. I will do my best to ensure that you are giving the member value that you deserve. On today's show, we're going to hear from Jim Tobin about politics, what he and his team are doing. It's amazing the advocacy that those people are undertaking, even though they're not even allowed to go on Capitol Hill or into the White House. The work that Jim and his team are doing, I think, will really impress you. But first, let me introduce Rob Dietz, our chief economist, who will give you an economic overview of what the coronavirus and the situation may mean for you, your business, and our business as a federation. Thanks, Jerry. I want to give you an update in a tremendously difficult forecast environment. The economy will experience pain in the months ahead, but we think a rebound lies on the other side of this crisis, one in which the housing market will lead the way out. How does the NHB forecast see the overall economy in the short run? Well, we do think we're going to experience a dramatic downturn in the second quarter. It's useful to keep in mind that about 40% of the U.S. economy right now is subject to a partial, or in some cases, full pause on activity. And this is particularly concentrated in the service and hospitality sector, where we see rising numbers of job losses in the restaurant industry. However, we do believe this is a temporary shock driven by the demand side of the economy. Our baseline forecast assumes basically an eight-week pause due to virus mitigation efforts. And because this is an economic and really a biological shock to the financial system and not a financial shock to the economy in terms of excessive debt, the probability of a V-shaped or sharp rebound at the end of 2020 is relatively greater. However, the estimates for job losses in the coming months are growing day by day. One forecast places the number of job losses in March at greater than 1 million. Now, our base forecast assumes in March and April we will continue to see significant job losses and layoffs, and the unemployment rate would rise from 3.5% to just under 7%. Our forecast also sees an approximate 10% decline in GDP growth over the course of the second quarter. Now, the good news is that that decline will be smaller in the third quarter, followed by a fairly strong rebound in the fourth quarter. Overall, though, growth in 2020 will be negative, and this will mark a recession. Demand will decline for remodeling, single-family construction, apartment development, but by smaller amounts than the rest of the economy and other sectors. And we've taken some data and survey data to look at housing demand, and preliminary analysis of that survey suggests about 40% of builders are seeing major traffic declines, and another 40% are seeing minor traffic declines, which is an indication of falling housing demand. But it's worth keeping in mind, housing will be in a position to help lead the rebound due to that pent-up demand. Housing demand that's lost in the short run during this mitigation period is simply deferred, and not lost, like in other sectors of the economy. Moreover, there's a lot of policy help 
uh, for the, the economy right now. The Federal Reserve has lowered rates to near zero on the Fed funds rate. They've restarted quantitative easing to help stabilize long-term rates. They've reopened the commercial paper facility to provide liquidity. And Fannie and Freddie are allowing homeowners affected by the virus to defer up to a year of mortgage payments. And that's a particularly important stabilizer given the rising number of job losses. We're also looking at at least a trillion dollars in fiscal stimulus. And of course, our government affairs team is highly engaged in that effort. Some proposals are, in fact, actually looking at ways to mail checks to individual households to keep rent and mortgage payments up. While the stock market continues to reprice equities in the face of uncertainty, bond rates are stabilizing thanks to the actions of the Fed, and the 10-year Treasury rate is currently near 1.1%. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is averaging about 3.6%, and we do believe that additional mortgage-backed security purchases by the Fed would enable lower mortgage interest rates in the months ahead. Some data on the virus itself in terms of the economic outlook is actually useful here. And looking at some of the data from countries like South Korea does suggest we're looking at about an eight-week event in terms of aggressive mitigation efforts. And so that is built into our forecast. But turning back to the economics, in the short run, we need to find ways to help our members uh, deal with their businesses in terms of cash reserves, over the coming months. And in the meantime, we do need your help to advocate for the industry. Uh, please go to nhb.org and click on the coronavirus resource section and click to take the survey uh, in the box in red. Uh, we need to know what help is needed in your market and the best way of getting that help to you. Uh, thank you for listening. And now I turn it off to Jim Tobin to discuss the policy perspective. Thanks, Rob. Hi, everybody. Thank you to all our faithful listeners of the Housing Developments podcast. This is Jim Tobin, Chief Lobbyist for NAHB, and happy to join my uh, my colleagues, Jerry Howard and Rob Dietz, today. I'm sequestered in my, or self-sequestering in my uh, well-stocked bunker here in the Tobin household here in Falls Church, Virginia. Uh, wishing I was back in the office with all my colleagues, as I know, uh, I know many of you are as well. Let me tell you a little bit what's going on in the uh, in the D.C. world on Capitol Hill and inside the White House right now. Was uh, they prepare for their uh, their response to the uh, the coronavirus pandemic? Uh, we've been in contact with our friends on Capitol Hill and in the White House to talk uh, to talk about the needs of the housing industry. In fact, uh, we've been in, in in constant contact with the White House, talking about the need for construction to be viewed as an essential activity during the uh, the, the expected downturn. We've also talked about the need to make sure that the finance system is working smoothly for not only our customers, but for our builders, uh, as you continue to need draws to, to complete your projects uh, on time for, for our customers. I want to make sure that federal permitting, as well as state and local permitting, uh, takes place in this new work environment where people aren't in the office or aren't near their computers and rather working remotely. So it's an opportunity for us to uh, to see what does work and what doesn't work and, and make sure that the, the wheels of the home building industry continue to move. Also looking at uh, a tax policy to make sure uh, that the uh, the IRS gives uh, grants uh, some of the uh, the leeway that we're going to need to file taxes uh, to make sure that our builders stay liquid uh, in the short term here to be able to pay their employees and, and pay their bills. Looking at ways to make sure that the low-income housing tax credit projects that are already in the planning phases or in the construction phases continue to move along. Uh, along their, uh, their their different development paths, as well as finding new ways to make sure that the low-income housing tax credit and apartment construction uh, can continue uh, as we uh, as we weather weather the storm. Uh, there's a variety of things that we've been in communication with the White House 
Uh, if you go on our website, you better find the letter that NHB sent to the White House and, and the conversations we're also having on Capitol Hill. Uh, what we've seen on Capitol Hill so far is, uh, is that they have passed a couple of different stimulus measures, uh, one focused initially on, on appropriations for uh, medical personnel and test kits. And now the Senate is poised to pass a House pass bill that will allow for sick leave and federal family leave uh, provisions to make sure that our employees who are affected by the virus, whether stricken by the, the sickness itself or they have to stay home to take care of kids who aren't in school to make sure that they are uh, they, that that employers are allowing them the time that they need to do those tasks or to heal. But more importantly, uh, these, this new bill also provide tax credits for our members and employers across the country to make sure that they can cover the costs of the sick leave and the FMLA that is now required for uh, for workers. So it's it's a balanced bill and 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 one that is just one of the many areas. That we will uh, we will see that the government get to uh, have to act act in this in this phase. We're already talking about and we're already drafting the early stages of, of the third tranche of stimulus, and that's going to be huge. You saw President Trump over the last several days start throwing out figures in the hundreds of billions of dollars. In fact, the, the proposal that came out of the White House today was hit, hit the one trillion dollar mark, and that's a pretty big number. But I think it speaks to the uh, the concern. Uh, and the danger that the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has or has the potential to have on the economy. So we're watching that very carefully, making sure that we uh, as an industry are included in any package, not only from a financial relief for our members and our employees, uh, making sure that anything, any kind of uh, relief uh, that is offered to uh, for-profit businesses are also available for nonprofit businesses like our state, local, and national national uh, HBAs. I think that's going to be critical uh, to keeping operations open, especially as we hear from across the country of, of local associations having to, uh, to, to postpone or cancel their, their home shows, which are such a big part uh, of their, uh, their annual income. Uh, we're also making sure that, that the, the mortgage wheels continue to uh, move forward as, uh, as we see you know, payments and, and banks and in uh, and, and, and a variety of different ways that financing needs to get done, especially in a remote working environment. So those are all things that we are we are focused on. So that said, we're, we're I guess we're, we're focused on this third piece of stimulus and, and, and likely given the rapidly changing environment uh, as, as we race to, uh, to to defeat the virus. It's it's important that we're going to be engaged in every step of the way. And I imagine we'll see other stimulus packages moving as well. Uh, setting the the virus aside, I know that's top of everybody's mind. I, I do want to give you all a quick update on the energy package that was uh, that we had been talked to you about during our last our, our last uh, podcast and in dealing with, uh, in particular, a, an amendment to a larger Senate energy package dealing with with energy codes and and a increased federal role for the Department of Energy in the energy code writing process. That bill obviously is put on hold. In the short term, uh, we do expect it to come back. We do expect to see a vote on that Portman-Shaheen amendment, that amendment that NHB opposes. Uh, but we are we continue to work on that, even uh, and uh, when in anticipation that once things normalize here in Washington D.C., that that energy le- legislation will come back, and we will have to renew our fight for housing affordability and against an, you know, an onerous federal involvement in the federal energy code process. But I want to just give you a quick update. Thank you for all your hard work on that bill. Uh, and, and hope everybody's safe. Uh, keep your friends and your family safe. And, and let's all work together to keep this industry strong and emerge even stronger 
uh, through this uh, through this outbreak. Uh, that's all for me for now. Uh, Jerry, back to you. Thank you all very much. Jim, Rob, great job. Uh, I'm really proud to be working with you guys at a time like this. You're the best. And ladies and gentlemen, listeners, uh, let me say, keep your families healthy, stay safe, and we'll get through this together. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on Housing Developments. 